Welcome to The Edge of Understanding. I'm your host, Mike Holmes. Thank you so much for joining us on this first actual episode. We had an introductory episode. This technically is going to be episode number two, if you're really keeping count. But of any substance, this is the beginning of what we actually have going on. So on that note, uh, we're going to break down, to analyze, to deconstruct the mainstream media's really it's one of its favorites it's it's princesses it's shining stars out there the cnn uh the what the cable news network i think technically is what that stands for i don't know where they actually get off being called news at all but they tend to just give us garbage their full on narrative mixed in with actual bits of reality so we're going to try to break that down What does that mean? Well, we're going to actually try to get reality out of it. We're also going to point out the clear narrative being pitched or maybe just have some conjecture about possible desires, at least what they want us to know and what they're maybe trying to swing when it comes to a new narrative coming down the road. Okay, so they say this weekend there was heavy fighting near Gaza's largest hospital. And it has been left in a catastrophic situation. What does that mean, they say? With patients and staff trapped inside, ambulances unable to collect the wounded, and life support systems without electricity. Israel said it will help evacuate babies. And then, of course, CNN has a link where you can follow live updates. I would not recommend such a thing. I will also say, I think it's sort of interesting, every hospital in a war zone I think by definition is in a catastrophic situation. Yes, this may be a little bit more specific, and I appreciate some of those details. It doesn't quite get us to the point where I think that the entire hospital is in a catastrophic situation, at least beyond what it would normally mean for a hospital that's in a war zone. But they give us a very little bit, right? Patients and staff, staff trapped, excuse me, staff trapped inside, uh, okay, ambulances unable to collect the wounded. I think that's going to be the case for a lot of hospitals in any war zone, and maybe even most, depending on how close the fighting is in that, you know, in, in any actual moment. So seems like a bizarre statement to make without further details. I know they do have these points, these bullet points of news shared for brevity, but then I really don't appreciate the the implications that they make um, really just to spark worry and um, emotion toward their desired narrative. And so I have, I have issues with that. What else? House Republicans are pursuing a two-step plan for funding the government. Sources are telling CNN as Congress barrels toward Another spending deadline Friday. Newly elected House Speaker Mike Johnson announced the plan and said, I wasn't the architect of the mess we're in. Okay, well, that's actually true. And I know they literally quote that. They have all they have three and a half lines that they give this news story in. No joke. They give three and a half lines and they give that entire line to Mr. Mike Johnson. Why would they do such a thing? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. They are trying to set out pretty early 
to attack this guy to make him look like a doofus, like he doesn't know what he's doing, or like maybe they should just have reason to tear him up later on. I I think regardless of whatever it is, it's obvious he is not on their side. Am I on his side? I don't think I am. I don't know that I'm necessarily against him in many ways, but in many others, I don't know that he is what I'd consider libertarian enough for my own taste. But regardless, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes, and I don't think there's any reason to fight or attack this guy or make him look like he is lesser than just because of that statement. That's that's absurd. That's just a statement of fact. He's basically saying, listen, we're going to do the best we can, but guess what? This wasn't the situation I was um, put in because of my own actions. It's because I was voted into this position and we're going to do what we got to do. Now, again, well, I guess we'll just see what happens. And that's really just coming up this this next week. We'll probably get an update as time goes on. What's next? FBI agents have seized the cell phones of New York City Mayor Eric Adams as part of a federal investigation into campaign fundraising. The seizure is a dramatic escalation of the federal probe into whether foreign money was funneled to his campaign. Ooh, interesting. Um, So this is sort of interesting that the FBI is actually trying to be, or at least seems to be, heavy-handed. Or at least maybe there's entities within the FBI who aren't all just part of the deep state. I mean, who knows, right? That's maybe a good sign. We'll see. I don't think it's going to clean up the United States political system anytime soon. But, you know, every little step like this is good. All right. Iceland has also declared a state of emergency with police officials urging residents to evacuate the coastal town. Oh boy, I'm going to mutilate this. I hate saying some of these. I don't have any idea how to say this, but I'm going to do my best. Evacuate the coastal town of Grindavik. That seems relatively accurate, but who knows? Grindavik, following an intense wave of earthquakes in the southwest of the country linked to a possible volcanic eruption. As you may or may not know, Iceland is, well, it is just strictly and almost entirely made by volcanoes. I mean, I guess maybe a lot of similar areas like Hawaii is also entirely made by by volcanoes. But, but you may not rem- remember that uh, Iceland is quite volcanically active. It's got quite a few relatively if not entirely active volcanoes. So, and again, I'm not a volcanist. Is that, is that the term? (laughs) I cannot remember. Um, a volcano scientist, let's just dumb it down. Okay. Um, but I will say, because I'm not a volcano scientist, I don't know exactly how that's, um, categorized, but I do know it does have quite the bit of activity, um, when it comes to volcanoes. So this is just the latest. That is, you know, when it comes to CNN, we get this every once in a while. That's real news. That actually happened. I don't know that there's trying to spin anything, except maybe they want to blame it on climate change. Okay, I'm kidding. That seems like a stretch. I, you know, as soon as I said it, it seems like a stretch. Maybe part of me thought, yeah, but CNN does do a little bit of extra stretching. I don't. That'd be tough. That'd be tough to convince us, though, don't you think? I think it would be quite difficult to make us believe that was part of climate change. We'll see. 
President Joe Biden honored Veterans Day at Arlington National Cemetery, a site he described as, quote, a sanctuary of sacrifice. During his deeply personal remarks, Biden talked about his late son, Beau, who served in the Delaware, the Delaware Army National Guard. Um, you know, that seems pretty uh, accurate, I guess, in a, for a statement by CNN. I think the easiest, easiest way, and by far the best way, the best way that you could possibly honor any veteran is to end wars, to stay out of wars, and to, I don't know, probably take care of those who you have used as human punching bags. You know? I mean, that makes sense. Now, do me, myself, personally, do I think that we should have as many members of the military as we do have? No. I don't think we should have the same size army that we have, Navy, Marines, Air Force. I think it's all way overdone. That said, we do have them. We have made promises to these individuals, and they should be taken care of, especially after we beat them up, we chew them up, and spit them out, really. And it's disgusting how these folks are treated. Another historical point that I, I think is interesting beyond the whole idea of Arlington Cemetery being mentioned is that Armistice Day is the original day of Veterans Day, which, of course, is 1111. That was just yesterday. Depending on when this is released, it'll be... I'm recording this Sunday night, so it's... But it's, you know, 18 minutes till midnight. So there's a good chance that this is going to be released on Monday. That said, Saturday, 11-11, if we look back, we can see that... That's Armistice Day, or actually, sorry, that's Veterans Day, which was originally known as Armistice Day. What is Armistice Day? It celebrates the ending of World War One. Yeah, yeah, and is that worth celebrating? Absolutely. It's a day to celebrate peace on Earth, which is so rare, especially today. And I would say, well, why could that be? Well, because there's so many evil people, Mike. No, 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 that's not the case. Although, yes, there are many evil people. It's because the evil people out there in the world are allowed to do what they do. It's not because the evil people of the world are attacking us. It's because we create evil people around the world and allow them to attack. We create those evil people and we encourage them to become evil. You know, it's just the whole policeman of the world mentality it has created every situation we've been in militarily and conflict international conflict in the past 30 plus years and I'd say that could I could probably go back 60 but yeah at least 30 possibly 60 years that's a lot and and I'm not just saying years <laughs> that's a lot of dollars and you know that's I mean, I mean trillions, trillions of dollars. That's 12 zeros, trillions, trillions of dollars. And yet that's not even as important as what else was lost. And that's human lives, human lives lost, as well as the traumatic incidents that causes mental and emotional disturbances for lifetimes. 
and those lives are lost too, to some degree. And I have to admit, that is a tragedy that cannot, cannot, you could put a number on it, but it cannot actually, in reality, be quantified. The extreme quality of abuse is overwhelming. So, and I, again, I've, I've said this before in my radio show, but it's a quote that is essential to remember. Uh, somebody that you may have heard of said that one life lost is a tragedy, but a million is a statistic. And who said that? Well, that was Joseph Stalin, one of the most murderous people of all time. And so, of course, that would make sense. When we see these large numbers of people, it's just a number. And that is depressing to say, but it's true. So, what else? The uh, When it comes to, you know, the week ahead, I don't know how much I want to give away, but it's sort of news to be watching out for, at the very least. And CNN has that. So we're going to go through Monday through Friday real briefly here. Donald Trump Jr. will be the first defense witness called in the civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump, his adult sons, Donald, excuse me, Donald Jr. and Eric, and the Trump Organization, the New York Attorney's General, Attorney General's Office, rested its case the last week and was denied a motion to limit certain expert witnesses from testifying for the defense. Judge Arthur Engeron ruled the Trump team can call all of its witnesses, but said he would limit the expert's testimony to relevant topics in line with his summary judgment decision, where he has already ruled that Trump's and their company are liable for persistent and repeated fraud. So I, I actually am just looking forward to this being done. So I know at this point, the whole thing is sort of goofy, but um, why do I want it to be done? So that they can appeal. <laughs> and you just got to hope that, you know, they're going to get somebody who actually is fair. I don't know if they have proven anything. We haven't really seen the the evidence that uh, one way or the other. I at least haven't, and I don't know that uh, it's publicly accessible yet, but... We shall see. Right now, when you hear about sources, well, sources for whom? Right? For the mainstream media? For the M5M? Of course. Well, they're going to they're gonna think Trump's guilty before they read that evidence. doesn't matter to me. So we have to wait. And, yeah, I want this to be done so we can start to see that. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Tuesday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is set to release its latest reading of inflation, with the Consumer Price Index for October. Its previous report in September showed gas prices and rents remaining high while grocery prices, excuse me, grocery price increases continued to ratchet down. Quote, unquote. Okay. King Charles III turned 75 years old. Of course, this is on Tuesday. Of course, as any devotees of the royal family knows, His Majesty gets to celebrate his birthday not just once, but twice a year. And I don't care. I'm not going to click the link that explains that. I just wanted to point out that King Charles is basically understood to be a pedophile, right? He is seen with multiple times with the infamous Jeffrey Epstein, who, as we already know, did not kill himself. And uh, I think it's really unlikely. But uh, interesting stuff there. I don't care that he's 75 years old. I have no interest in his 
existence other than hopefully it ends sooner than later. Be, well, I shouldn't say that. His public existence. I don't really care beyond beyond that. <laughs> I'm not saying that I wish he was dead. I'll just I'll just put that put that out there. Okay, Wednesday. Closing arguments will begin in the 14th Amendment disqualification trial against Donald Trump in Colorado. Witness testimony in the case wrapped up earlier this month. Days later, the Minnesota Supreme Court rejected a similar attempt to block Trump from appearing out, excuse me, on the state's GOP primary ballot next year, but said the challenges, or excuse me, the challengers can try again to block him from the general election ballot if he wins the Republican nomination. The 14th Amendment ratified after the Civil War says U.S. officials who take an oath to uphold the Constitution are banned from future office if they engaged in insurrection. Quote unquote. But the Constitution doesn't say how to enforce the, the ban, and it has only been applied twice since 1919, which is why many experts view these challenges as a long shot. So, of course, they're, they're desperate because they're afraid. They're afraid of actually stuff getting done. And if there's anything that we can say Trump did, he actually did a few things. I don't think he was a great president, but he definitely wasn't anything like the horrific nightmare that we've been dealing with for the last couple of years, right? All right, President Biden is set to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping in the San Francisco Bay Area, senior U.S. administration officials said, setting up a test of whether the two men can slow a downward spiral in U.S.-China relations at a moment of heavy global turbulence. Okay, so who has the upper hand? Well, clearly China, because what world turbulence are they involved in other than by their own shores right just across the the way the strait that leads over to taiwan maybe there maybe a little bit over in the philippines maybe a little bit between them and japan i think it's really more north korea that has japan concerned but the point is is these minor and i don't mean that they actually are minor but relatively minor issues China may be involved in are nothing, nothing in contrast with what the United States has involved itself in from Ukraine to Israel to Iran to Africa and, of course, China, China and Taiwan. So this, yeah, I mean, China could go in there guns blazing and we would just have to hope that it hits our vest and not our face. I... (laughs) Because we're toast. I think it's really that easy. We uh, we have very little to stand on. Very little to stand on. All right. So, Friday, the federal government is set to run out of money at midnight Eastern time, was already mentioned before, which puts, excuse me, which puts the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, in the same difficult situation as his predecessor, Rep- Representative Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted in unprecedented fashion more than a month ago, unprecedented because it had never happened before. He was the first ever Speaker of the House who had been kicked out by vote. Yeah, fascinating. Before everybody else had just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to move on. So that's sort of fascinating. What else? Johnson hopes his strategy will keep the government's lights on without sparking a right-wing rebellion. I actually hope that he just says, you know what, we've decided that we're okay with the lights going out for a couple weeks, end or months, maybe years. I don't think it'll go anything like that. Not even close. 
But we'll see. I think they'll probably be fine. They'll come up with a solution and move on. Meanwhile, the White House Office of Management and Budget has already begun its initial communications with agencies on how to prepare for a possible government shutdown, a source familiar with the plans said. Okay, well, whoopity-doo-dah. I don't really think it matters when it comes to these individuals who are dealing with that. I, I know they have jobs, they have families to feed, but get a job that is productive rather than destructive and parasitic would be my only recommendation. Otherwise, it sort of comes with the territory. That's not me tearing anyone down. That is just stating facts. So, what else? Saturday, actually, a week from, uh, was it? It's the 18th. Hot dog, happy 95th birthday, Mickey Mouse. The world's most famous animated rodent made his big screen debut when Steamboat Willie premiered on November 18th, 1928 in New York's Colony Theater. Fascinating, interesting stuff. I I hope that they can right the ship that has been on the downward. It's been sinking. And because Disney, actually, there was a time when it was a company that was really great. It's never been perfect. But, and it's, you know, people say, well, you know, it's had this, it's had this, that, or whatever for all these years. And yes, yes, it has never been perfect. And it has never been maybe the idealized conservative and or libertarian um, go-to. Definitely not anything to do with right wing. But at the same time, there was, there was a point actually in the recent past when Dizzy could be celebrated by pretty much anybody for a whole host of things that it was presently involved in. That That's difficult now. You've got to be a woke nut job. Sorry, I meant leftist. A woke leftist. A progressive leftist. <laughs> to, to think that that's possible nowadays. So time has changed, right? Time has moved on. Times have changed. So anyway, crazy stuff. With that... I want to thank everybody for joining us. Follow me or reach out and give me some suggestions, maybe some topics you'd like to discuss, maybe even any sort of formatting suggestions. I'm willing to take whatever right now. My email is eofu at proton.me. That's eofu at proton.me. That's P-R-O-T-O-N dot M-E is my email And soon enough, you should be able to check out my website. That's edgeofunderstanding.com. So that has not been set up yet, but I'm in the uh, sort of process of getting that all ready to roll. You can find me on Facebook, Mike Holmes the Fourth. That's Mike Holmes IV. Um, Or if you can find me on Twitter, now known as x.com, that's Mike Holmes. IV1 is my username. So feel free to reach out, follow me, see what you like there. Eventually, I'll get into the habit of posting my episodes on Twitter and Facebook and all that. So it should be a lot of fun. I think this is just sort of the beginning. We'll see what happens, and I really look forward to it. I think it's going to be great. We aren't going to get into a general overall theme maybe for the next few episodes um, like I normally would 
or normally plan to, I should say. But I just wanted to throw this out there. It's really just a, a hack my way through it once through and see what happens unedited. Yeah, just spitball. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this turns out, everybody. But I want to thank you for joining us. I just want to get something out there, and I'm hoping to put another one of these out. This should come out on Monday morning. The next one I'll have will be coming out Thursday. And I want to thank you for listening to The Edge of Understanding. Again, I'm your host, Mike Holmes, and I look forward to being back very, very soon.